everybody. Today's episode of the Dritter Podcast is brought to you by the Tackle Box. The Tackle Box is Dritter's only locally owned and operated bait and tackle shop. They have most of everything that you need on hand for all different types of fishing. They have plastics, the brands including Zoom, Berkeley, Yamamoto, Guggen, and more. All types, sizes, and colors of your favorite spinning rigs, crankbaits, chatterbaits, and everything you need for jigging. For live baits, the tackle box has crickets, worms, shiners, liver, and shrimp. If you're in need of a new rod and reel, they are in stock with all the latest and greatest spinning reels and bait casters and rods. They are located at 1125 East 1st Street. Check them out on Facebook, or better yet, stop by. Hey everybody, today's episode is, um, it's, I want to go ahead and warn you, it's a little heavy. It's not as lighthearted as we have been, uh, the first two episodes was just fun and all that stuff. Uh, the, today's episode is with Eli Thomas. He's a coordinator for Southwest Louisiana's Heroes on the Water, which is an organization that helps with, um, heroes, uh, first responders, veterans, anyone who's needing help. Um, and we'll get into to what that means and entails in a few minutes. But I do want to let you know that this is not the happy-go-lucky one as much as it has been before. I just want to give you a heads up that um, there's nothing to worry about, you know, nothing is said that's vulgar or anything. I just want to tell you that. I always like to do that because I want you to know as you're getting into it uh, what, you're, what we're getting into. So thank you very much and enjoy the episode. Um, so today's episode is with Eli Thomas. Eli is the coordinator for Southwest Louisiana's district of an organization called Heroes on the Water. And uh, and about, I guess it was back in September is when I first hooked up with him and we went fishing down in Hopewell Bridge area. And, uh, and so through that time, I started talking to you and of course we'll get into that, but about what Heroes on the Water is and why it's important and why you're you're a part of it and and then uh, as we were trying to coordinate this episode uh, through talking uh, he asked me to be part of the staff of it I guess you could say um, and so I really debated about it for about. 20 minutes, I guess. And, uh, and it didn't take long. No, no. And then I decided to hop on. So, uh, I will say that I am a part of this, uh, and, and I've never done anything yet to be a part of it. Other than this, I guess this is part of it, but this was already in the works before, um, before I agreed, before you even asked me to be a part of it. And, uh, so heroes on the water, uh, hey Eli, what is it? Heroes on the Water? Well, Heroes on the Water is an organization that uh, we take and basically our mission is to help warriors relax and reconnect through kayak fishing and being in the outdoors. Uh, we we are a nonprofit organization. 
and we we take and go kayak fishing uh, various places all throughout southwest Louisiana. We don't just stick to one general area. We don't stick to one lake or river or anything like that. Or one type. Or one type of fish. We go saltwater, freshwater. Uh, we target specks, reds, flounders, bass, crappie, bluegill, what have you. If you can hook it, let's catch it. I think we have a little bit of tef- technical difficulty. Yeah, we do. Okay, oh, there, look, there you go. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, I will. I will stop to say that this is the second time we've sit to do this. The first time we had some more technical difficulties, but I think I got that figured out. It's a. Uh, it happens. I mean, <laughs> and like you were saying, yeah. Uh, I, I, I had asked you when I. Well, I got to thinking about it uh, when I found out that. Uh, you do stuff like this podcast that uh, maybe this would be a good idea to have a media coordinator uh, and somebody that, you know, knows the in and outs of different social medias and stuff like that, because I am not a tech guy. I really am not. I might only be 29 years old, but I hate cell phones. (laughs) I hate computers. It just, that's how I am. But, uh, I don't know that I'll be much better, but I'll give it what I can. I think you'll be better than I am. <laughs> so uh, so the, the quick synopsis of what it is, is it's a fishing organization. Yes. That is, well, it's an organization that helps yeah. by fishing. But what? Who, who are we helping here? We are helping veterans and uh, first responders. Uh, anybody that has served in any part of the armed forces or currently serving in any part of the armed forces. Uh, and also law enforcement, EMTs, and firefighters. Okay. Uh, I also wouldn't cut out the uh, the medical staff uh, at, at hospitals, nurses, and doctors, because they do go through a lot of a lot of stuff as well. Uh, they they may not be the first responders, but they take up after the first responders. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of times they end up dealing with a lot of stuff as well. Right. I agree. I mean that's a tough job. So oh yeah, and and I remember because uh, uh, I'm also a veteran, but I remember hearing about some of the psychiatrists that were helping with the soldiers and Marines and sailors or the uh, service members that were dealing with PTSD. That after hearing enough PTSD stories, that they come down with PTSD because they so many of them take on so much of what they're listening to. So I can imagine the ER nurses and the doctors and going through that trauma constantly back and forth nonstop that it would just wear you down. And so, uh, is that something that the entirety of the organization deals with, with the doctors or the hospital side or is that? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure about the, the hospital side, but yes, with the, uh, with the first responders, uh, I I'm especially coming out of the, this pandemic, you know, you, your ER staff, or not ER staff, your ICU staff, dealing with a lot of people that that have succumbed to this pandemic. Right. Uh, I mean, that that's got to be tough, right? You know, sitting there and you can't even let you know the family come in at the at the last minute to to say goodbye to their family. You you got to hold an iPad there with a uh, with a video going, yeah, so they can say their final goodbyes. That like. Man, that's got to be rough, right? You know, right? I, yeah, I had to do that. I wasn't there. I I don't know. I didn't have to go through that. Uh, 
but I can, I can only imagine, uh, because while, well, yeah, I'm a veteran, but I also used to be a volunteer firefighter. Uh, there was a few calls that, you know, I go home and I'm sitting there just like, wow, this, uh, that was rough. Yeah. You, know, imagine. you, you, you got a kid, you show up on scene that it's not breathing unresponsive. You know, you start giving CPR paramedics get there they take over load the kid up on a gurney and out the door they go you know it's once your adrenaline calms down you're like did yeah. i save that kid's life or right. not did i do enough did i yeah did i hey. should did i pay attention and train and yeah i mean right yeah it 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 gets to you right and then for the soldiers and i say soldiers uh, service members who who are forward deployed or even they don't even have to be forward deployed. I mean, a lot of stuff happens here too, you know, um, going through what they go through. Um, um, this organization has decided to use fishing as a, as a healing mechanism. Nature. Nature is probably the best medicine you could find holistically. Right. Uh, just imagine the calming, you know, you, you launch out, sunrise you know you're out on a lake the sun's coming up over the water you're hearing the birds waking up they're chirping you got the crickets and everything they're off making their noise and then you start hearing the the splashes on the water of the fish they're now up and they're active right you know and the water's calm and smooth you got that light fog coming off of it it's just absolutely beautiful right and, and it's it's a really calming thing just to see the beauty of what nature can create really soothes the soul. Right. Sure. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, at Bundick Lake or, or if you're down on, down you in, know, in yeah, Hackberry or Johnson <laughs> yeah. Bayou. Yeah. You it's know, just, it's, it's a great feeling. Like I remember just being, um, I always, I always think about like, and when I was in the Persian Gulf and literally in the Gulf, you know, floating around and, you wake up in the morning, you walk outside, and there's glass. Like, man, we're out in the middle of this gulf, and it's just glass. You know, there's, nope. like, no ripples. Or, and then seeing the flying fish, which is still one of the coolest things in the world, is the fish jump out of the water, and they, and they you know, wings spread out, and they fly for about 20, 30 yards, and then they hit the, hit the water again. And it's just – and that was just, you know, over there. So being in uh, in a kayak or, or whatever, fishing – you know, so so the uh, the the goal of the organization is to help veterans, first responders, and you know, and, and the like deal with um, any kind of is it post traumatic stress or is it post traumatic stress, the stress of life? You know, you you have a bunch of different things that ends up compounding itself that really end up you know, pushing that person over the edge. Uh, you know, you, you never know what really is going on in somebody's, in somebody's life unless they tell you. Uh, and just to get somebody out and be able to get their mind off of it can really help them. And then also give them an opportunity to have somebody that they can talk to, you know, not somebody that, that's going to sit there and try to, fix them, but somebody that'll sit there and listen because they've probably gone through the same things right? Yeah. or, or 
might even be going through the same thing right now. And you end up helping each other through that camaraderie that, that a lot of soldiers and, and veterans miss from the armed services. For sure. Yeah. And, or in, and even in, even in uh, the firehouse or in the, yep. in the, in the police station, you know, you tend to well, you develop that camaraderie and then you develop there, the yeah. brotherhood. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter where, where it's at, you know, I mean, I've I've seen it with the fire department. I've seen it with the police department. You know, I, I, being a former soldier, you know, right. it, it's it's there. It you end up spending so much time, even in construction, which what I is what I do now. You know, you have that brotherhood of hey, I'm a contractor. I'm a scaffold builder. I'm a I'm a millwright. You know, what have you? Uh, you know, you all have your little cliques. Right. Whatever yeah. your trade is, you 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 kind of stick together, especially linemen. <laughs> <laughs> linemen are horrible about that. And scaffold builders are too. <laughs> we should go to Hong Kong. If you'll see scaffold building. And that, bamboo. That was that's awesome. not, that's not scaffold. That hey, is, that hey. is a work of art. That was amazing. <laughs> that is a work of art. I was at art. least aware of what was happening when I was like, wait, is that, that all that scaffolds, skyscrapers made out of bamboo. That's crazy. <laughs> like I said, it's a work of art. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's the the camaraderie that a lot of guys aren't getting anymore after after leaving these professions, right? Uh, it, it or even while they're still in it, you know, having that camaraderie outside of there that they can talk to somebody that's that's not going to be like, whoa, hold on, you know, we, maybe we need to go, you know, over here, just so you know it it doesn't affect the house or or the the unit or what have you uh because I, I like i remember when i was in the army we had uh if i remember correctly it was the ace ace program or ace card basically you uh you end up getting these people to uh to the mental health professionals you know even if they're just slightly depressed everybody gets slightly depressed but when you're at that point you know yeah, you you need to, right? Just take the take. So to kind of piggyback and kind of uh, say it a different way, I guess I could say yeah. is um, it you know it, I, I just I was that's why I paused for a second because I was looking up how many, what percentage of Americans are veterans, and it said seven, which seems plausible, mm-hmm. um, but that's less than ten percent of Americans men women have served in armed services and. That's anywhere from one year to 30 or whatever. So, you know, when you're talking about helping when people don't want to talk, you know, when people don't want to have that conversation, but they know they need to, or maybe they don't even realize they need to, but what they can do is take the advantage of the time of having this opportunity to go hang out. Mm -hmm. And it may be that they go to six different events and fish and then start fishing on their own or whatever. And then like on the seventh event, they start talking or, or maybe the first one they start talking, or maybe they never start talking, but heroes on the water gives them an opportunity it, it to gives, have what you were talking about a minute gives ago. in that group of guys that they can talk right. to and, or, the, and make fun of each other, you know, cause we got to do that, you oh, know, yeah. like, and, and, and especially when you have, you have different degrees of, 
stress, post-traumatic stress. You know, some oh, people, yeah. some people just were taking fire. Some people lost friends. Some people, some people well, have lost limbs, and now they're dealing with dealing with a lot. And the fact that they're you know missing an arm or a leg or both yeah, legs or their or, whole or, life has changed. Yeah, and so it, it's it gives. Heroes on the water, not just in here. I mean, because like we we talked about this the other day, and I'm trying to remember what we talked about during the first try at, at recording this. That there's three different uh, districts in Louisiana. Yeah, there's three different chapters in Louisiana. Chapters. Uh, they're all along the Gulf Coast. We have the Southwest Louisiana chapter, covers the the Lake Charles, Cameron, base Calcasieu, Cameron, uh, Borgard. Fernan, Jeff Davis, Allen, and I think Evangeline parishes. Okay. Uh, and then you have the Lafayette chapter, which is the uh, Acadiana area. Uh, and then we have the New Orleans area, uh, the, the Southeast Louisiana. It's the New Orleans chapter. Uh, we have all that part of Louisiana covered. Uh, I, I would. I hope that maybe this message can reach it to other veterans further north, right. and maybe we can get one set up in central Louisiana and north Louisiana. That would be an amazing thing to have this entire state covered right. from from top to bottom because we have, like, Barksdale Air Force Base right. uh, up near Shreveport, Bossier City area. In England. Uh, or uh, what's it, what's that called in uh, Alexandria? They have like a reserve station there. Yeah, they have uh, Camp Borgard. Yeah, it's a National oh, well, Guard station <laughs> uh, in the Alexandria area. But I mean, we have National Guard armories in pretty much every major city in Louisiana. Right. Uh, but we have the Central Louisiana area, you know, Natchitoches and Alexandria, and there's a whole lot of lakes and rivers and stuff that flow through that area. It it, it Louisiana really is the sportsman's paradise. Yeah, it's not a joke. They don't. They didn't make that up. It's real. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a real deal. You have every type of outdoor sporting you could think of. You know. Yeah. Here, readily available. Yeah, just a few hours. You get. I mean, in from where where we live in Deritter, we're four hours from anywhere in the state. Yeah. You know, except maybe Grand Isle. I'm gonna take a little more, but like we're. Or just like way down where the very mouth of the Gulf is, or the Mississippi might take a little yeah. longer. But I mean, we're really within four hours of everything. So, um, so spreading this, spreading this, uh, y'all just started the uh, Lafayette chapter. The, yeah, we we started the Lafayette chapter uh, lat two years ago. Okay. Uh, they started off as a sister chapter to us, and then the next year they they became a uh, a standalone chapter. Basically, so their their coordinator could learn the ropes and then stand on his own. Right. Uh, great dude. He picked up things real fast, uh, and he's getting guys out there and, and rolling with it. He absolutely loves it. That's, that's good. That's I mean, and then you said if we can get Sinla or even, you know, north northeast, northwest Louisiana, get it. There's plenty up there too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff, and and of course, there's other states. There's Arkansas, Mississippi, Texas has a lot, and you know, you said you used to do some coordinated events with the Southeast Texas one, but yeah, they've this since had to like disband for temporary, and yeah, and hopefully they can get going soon. But and maybe somebody in the Southeast Texas region will will hear this and and want to step up and and right. open that chapter back up because I know there's a lot of guys there. That Man. really, really miss it, 
but they just they didn't have the time to be able to step up into that leadership role. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, even with me, you know, I work a full time job. I have a two year old and a wife, a house. I got a lot of stuff to do. Right. Uh, but I do my best to be able to set up and do. This year, my hope is to do one uh event a month, starting this month. You know, March all the way through December. Right. And just keep that rolling in through next year. Right. You know, January, February. At least do 12, of, 12 against, uh, events a year. <laughs> yeah, a minimum. Tongue yeah. tied. <laughs> <laughs> so what is an event? Uh, an event, pretty much we uh, will get out to the water just before sunup. Uh, that way we can get out there at the prime fishing time early, early in the morning. Right. Uh, it's especially during the summer months. It's not, you know, too hot when we first get out there and we can get everything set up, have a canopy, have the kayaks, the, the fishing poles, the tackle, have everything set up, ready to go. People start showing up. They can start hopping in the kayaks and taking off. They don't have to worry about bringing anything with them, but their self. Right. I provide the life jackets. I provide the poles, the tackle, the live bait, uh, the kayaks, everything it's right. all covered under our organization so they just need to get there and bring their fishing license exactly <laughs> yeah uh and for like big events i coordinate with the uh with the wildlife and fisheries to let them know hey look we're doing a big event over here yada 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 they will set us up a, a I, I guess it like a pass uh where our guys won't need a fishing license. Really? Uh, because we're, we're a veterans organization. They work with us on certain things like that. Well, that's awesome. That's pretty cool that they oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, is that how y'all can slide into Texas too? I guess maybe the same yeah. thing. Okay. I was wondering about that the other day when you mentioned that. I was like, well, man, you got to get a fishing license for Texas. That's a lot of nope. it's 60. It's $58 for an out of state. Fishing license in Texas for freshwater yeah. only. They uh their their chapter coordinator would coordinate with Texas Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and so. they would have us set up to where if we did just so happens to run into a game warden while we were out there, we never did, but yeah, oh, in yeah. case we did, you know, hey look, we're with heroes on the water. Okay, you guys are good. Right. Uh there was an event we did a couple years ago at Bundix, uh, the local lake here. Game wardens were out checking license, checking to make sure people basically do a, a, a license and welfare check. Right. Safety check. Uh, they didn't even mess with us. Right. They didn't even come like, over. They just <laughs> right on by us. But all of our kayaks are marked Heroes on the Water. Uh, my vehicle at the time had a Heroes on the Water decal on it. You know, so when they rolled up, they were like, oh, Heroes on the Water's here. Right. Okay. All these kayakers are Heroes on the Water. Right, they're good, and just rolled past us. Well, that, and that's good because um, that just shows that that shows that they know how important this is. Well, they know that we're going to do everything properly. Right, we, that too. But they know do, it's important. <laughs> we do uh, make sure that we follow all rules and regulations. We don't keep undersized fish. We don't overfish or anything like that. Uh, and and yeah, these guys understand the the importance because a lot of them are also veterans themselves true uh, yeah we have had uh wildlife and fisheries agents 
come out with us. Uh, we've had the uh, Federal Wildlife and Fisheries uh, actually sponsor an event for us oh, uh, wow. down in West Cove. It's an artificial reef that they had built in the Cameron Parish area uh, in the in the wildlife refuge. It was completely closed off. That area was completely closed off to fishing for the better part of a year or two years. Uh, and then they built that reef. And when they opened it back up to fishing, we were the first people able to fish it. And That's awesome. man, was there some fish. <laughs> I bet. They it forgot nice. what lures looked like and they were hungry, huh? Oh, it was nice. Uh, it was a cold day. You know, it, wind was not in our favor. The tide was not in our favor yeah. the whole time. <laughs> but we caught some fish. Right. And it was it was absolutely amazing. I had a blast. Our former chapter coordinator had rolled his kayak out in the middle of the marsh. Right. And we're talking like it was probably 50 degrees outside at the heat of the day. <laughs> right. I wish it was that today. It was hot today. <coughs> so you are, I say you, on the Heroes in the Water, the organization, um, a story that you tried to tell the other night before my memory card filled up was, uh, or not necessarily a story, but what the seriousness of what you guys are after. Um, we've talked briefly about the people dealing with the mental side of it, which we didn't even get into. We could spend three hours talking oh, about yeah. that. but it's... But on the physical part of it, we kind of hit on it. We was talking about amputees and such. Yes. Um, uh, hit on what you were telling me the other day about... Guys that... that, that. Uh, veterans that, that possibly have, you know, um, damaged or missing limbs. You know, sometimes they get burnt, blown off, what have you. Uh, these guys end up you know, not being able to use that appendage. Right. And we will actually set up a way for them to still be able to get out on the water and still be able to fish. You're missing an arm. We'll set you up where your, your pole is stationary. You know, we'll have a, a, a deal that will actually set the hook for you. And all you got to do is reel in and you're in a paddle or a pedal kayak instead of a paddle kayak. Right. So, you're controlling the direction you're going with one arm turning a fid right? while you're kicking your feet like you're riding a bicycle uh, and you're getting to where you need to go. Yeah, those are pretty neat. Oh, yeah. It's, I it, like to have one, but they're kind of high. So, But that goes into the we are a 100% volunteer organization. All proceeds that we get go to supporting our veterans and our first responders. We don't make a, a paycheck off of this. No. Everything goes to our veterans, 100% of it. And all the way up to the CEO. Yes. It is it is designed to where we can create the most help for the people that that come to us wanting to go fishing. Right. Uh and, and being able to having it set up like that, we are able to never turn any chapter away from being able to get the stuff that they need. We are a national organization set up in multiple states, uh, almost every single state throughout the union. Uh, and we all bring in money, you know, just because I make 
more in my fundraising than another chapter does. Doesn't mean that, okay, that chapter is not going to be able to get the stuff that they need. We all are going towards the same goal. Right. Yeah, we have a budget and we try to keep within that budget. But unforeseen circumstances may happen where I end up with a guy who's a double amputee and he needs help getting in and out of the kayak. We'll be able to rig him up a way that he will be able to get in and out of that kayak as needed. Right. Yeah. You know, and that may take more money. Exactly. And they understand all that. They just ask me to, Hey, next year, try and do a little more. Right. Yeah. Try to cover, but yeah, they're not going to deny us something that is a necessity. Right. For, to help a veteran that we have. For sure. And that's what, that's what's really interesting is because a lot of guys and girls, let's don't forget that a lot of women too, uh, you know, um, they think that we you know, well, I'm missing my hand. Uh, no, I can't do anything, you know? So this, the, I, I encourage you that if you're listening, that if you know someone that fits this criteria of what we're talking about to let them know about heroes on the water, send them this, uh, this podcast episode, or just tell them about it. Uh, here in a few minutes, we'll share some more of the uh, contact information, but just let them know that, you know, if if you know anybody who fits this, if you fit this, let us know. Not even if, like he said a minute ago, I mean, fishing license in Louisiana is like 20 bucks for fr- uh, fresh and salt water if you're a resident. I think it's about $24. 24 Yeah. So, like, uh, if, if you can't afford your license, let us know. Uh, if you can't, and like he said, we may be able to coordinate some stuff, but that might not always be the case. If Even if fishing is not your thing and you just want the camaraderie or this is an avenue for that, and, uh, and, and that's good. So <clears throat> we talked the other day about, um, uh, we talked the other day about the people who have, uh, the ability to bring people, uh, I have this guy particularly at work and he said that his grandfather is, you know, loves the fish and can't really get out a lot and would never be able to handle a kayak, you know, uh, but they have a John boat. And so, uh, we we talked about like this guy could, you know, to an event wherever it is, bring his boat, bring his grandfather, and we they can go fishing. They can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not kayak is the first, but not the only vessel oh, that, yeah. that that it, that it is. So. If you if you don't want to get out on the water, I've I've met some people that are just that afraid of the water. They don't want to be out on it. Uh. Go ahead, sit there on the bank, bank fish. You're still out there. You're still getting nature therapy is what I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's important is because this organization is is geared toward helping. And so there's more than one way of helping. There's more than one way of accomplishing it, but this one is heroes on the water. It's fishing on the side of the kayaks. It says paddle fish heel. And uh, so, you know, that realistically, okay. So my eight or seven year old, I took him out the spillway and got some crickets, uh, and he fished and caught some brim, and he caught him a little bass, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit thing. Boy, that little that little boy was so excited when he caught that, and and now that's all he talks about. He wants to go again, you know. So I wish I had the free time to take all the time. Every by all day, means, but, when we when we do our event, bring your kids out with you, bring your wife out with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just 
for the veterans, but the families as well. Right. Because um, they deal with it too. or Well, know. they deal with it in different ways. Right. My, Absolutely. My wife is, is an Army brat. Uh, her dad spent 23 years in the Army. He was deployed multiple times. He was in Kosovo. He was in Iraq. And he was, was yeah, it was just Kosovo and Iraq. He went to Iraq probably four times. Uh he was 19 kilo. He was uh he was a gunner in a tank. Okay. Uh <laughs> I have no idea what that means. He he actually went through master gunner school and all that fun stuff. Uh yeah, the the dude saw some stuff. You know, yeah. he, he was part of the uh the first invasion force into Iraq. And and you know he don't really like to talk about it much. He will with me because, you know, we kind of have a mutual understanding with each other. Right, yeah. Uh, but my my wife doesn't know a whole lot about it. She knows that there was some stuff that happened, and, you know, he, he deals with it. Yeah. Now, on the other side, you know, with me, I was in Afghanistan. Yeah, stuff happened. It affects me a little differently than it affects him. Maybe because of our age and, and our, our wisdom level. Uh but I ended up coming home and started self-medicating. Uh, went down the long, the the wrong road for a long time, and it it, uh, it really affected my wife. Uh, I, I I was not a good husband for the first few years of my marriage, and my wife was afraid of me, <laughs> yeah. literally. And, and when I got with Heroes on the Water, uh after meeting up with our former chapter coordinator at church and they invited me out, I got with these guys and I, I was involved with them for a year or two before I finally come out that I had a drug problem. I was, I was a drug addict and I needed to go to rehab. Uh, I come out with my, to my wife about it and she was just completely astonished. You know, I finally figured out what our problem was and it was, it was me and my drug addiction. And, uh, I worked on that. It Heroes on the Water gave me the tools and the uh the people to go to to be able to get the help that I needed when I needed to get the help and, and without any judgment. You know, yeah. it you have that stigma around uh around uh mental health that, you know, oh this guy's crazy. You know, no, you're not necessarily crazy. You just went through a traumatic event and you've got to be able to deal with it. And there's different ways to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. You and do. it's better to deal with it the right way than the wrong way. Oh, yeah. You've got to find the right way that works the best for you. I'll tell you now, drugs and alcohol is not the best way for anybody. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you kill yourself faster and it, it you hurt the people that you love in the process. Right. Uh, and that's why I was so encouraged to, uh, to take over this chapter when our former chapter coordinator finally moved off to Mississippi, uh, to follow his, his ex-wife and his daughter over there. She was in the Navy, you know, she was going back to, uh, to recruitment over in, oh, she's over in Bell Chase. And, uh, he's like, okay, Pack up, let's roll. Yeah. You know, I'm following y'all over there so he could be close to his his daughter. And, you know, he 
even when he was the coordinator, he ended up having to go and, and get some help because of the things he was dealing with uh, from his time in Iraq. Uh, so we're nobody's immune to it. No, we all deal with it differently. Uh, it all affects us differently. But to have a group of people that is there for you and is willing to help you without hitting you with that stigma, you know, it, oh, it, yeah, yeah. it really helps bring you out of that. I'm going to just keep my myself hidden. You know, I'll put on a front so nobody it, it, it brings out the the willingness to talk about your problems and to to really work through them. Right. And do you know if there's any other groups in Ritter other than this one that does that very thing to your knowledge? Uh, that, that specifically targets veterans and first responders or just veterans or whatever, or just, just, uh, other than the VFW and their groups, just the VFW and the, uh, and the American Legion. Uh, now we do have the, uh, Lake Charles kayak fishing club. I mean, it, it's, it's a club. Yeah. Everybody can join, but the difference between us and them is, you can be a part of our organization completely for free. Yeah. Uh, we do accept people to volunteer with us that are not veterans or first responders, basically just kind of help lighten the load off of the staff. Right. Uh, with getting people out on the water and, and tackle boxes and stuff like that set up and these guys out to go fish. Uh, a lot of times during events, I don't do a whole lot of fishing. Yeah. I paddle true. around check and make sure everybody has everything that they need. They got plenty of water. They got plenty of tackle. They got plenty of bait, you know, all that fun stuff because I like to have people have a good time while right. they're out there. That way they can leave with a smile on their face and be like, man, that really did something for me. Yeah. Or angry that they got that, that fish kept getting away. I mean, even <laughs> if the fish but gets it's about, away, yeah, it's about being out there uh, and getting it. a bad day at fishing still yeah. better than a good day at work. Right, right, right. Uh, so let's see here. Let me look through my list here. Um, so you kind of hit on that that brim bass trout. You go down spotted trout, uh, flounder, speckled trout, trout, red red drum, black so drum. There's all types. And so you and I heard you say once that in a conversation, I don't remember when, but you said that y'all have actually been in the Gulf almost in in with kayaks. You know, like right there on the edge of the coast and. Yes, back, uh, I think it was 2015 when Hurricane Harvey was coming through, uh, heading towards Texas. Uh, we were down in Grand Isle, Louisiana, the southernmost tip of Louisiana you can get to. Uh, we were doing a Ride the Bull tournament that, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, puts on. And we went down there. The waves were killer, bro. It, they really were. But it... Like I paddled out there and I set out my, uh, my anchor out in the middle of the Gulf. Well, not really in the middle of the yeah, Gulf, yeah, but yeah. in the mouth of this bay that's runs out into the Gulf. And, uh, like the waves started coming in and they were four or five foot swells. You know, they weren't white caps or rolling or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, just, it swells. Yeah. It, it, it rocked me. It yeah. rocked me to sleep. Oh yeah, man. What I didn't realize was after I had went to sleep, they had gotten so big that it was actually pulling my anchor up off of the bottom. And I kept floating further and further and further back 
until I was about three miles away from where I launched at. And I'm right along the Coast Guard barricade <laughs> that they had set up for us. And they were like, hey, buddy, uh, wake up. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It was the best sleep where in the world. Where am I at? <laughs> best, I haven't had a good night's sleep since I uh, left the Navy, that's for sure. I guarantee you that. It's, it was the best sleep in the world. So, um, so one of the things that you'd kind of hit on um, <coughs> that actually we kind of went through the list pretty quick. That's awesome. Uh well, I don't know how quick it's been. It's been like 50 minutes probably, or 30 minutes already. Um, so contact information, um, I got a card right here. It yep. says um, heroesonthewater.org. If you go on there, you can link to the state and from the state down to the area that's, which is for us, the southwest Louisiana. Well, it you'll uh, it'll pull up a map of the entire country. And it'll have different little regions marked with uh, drop points, and it'll say how many uh, how many chapters are in this region. And you click on there, you expand it out a little bit, and it breaks it down a little further. Okay, well now we have so many over here, so many over here, so many over. Here. Okay, well this is the area, and then it'll end up eventually breaking it down to the exact chapter that you're trying to get to, and uh, it'll have their email information and stuff like that. So you'll be able to get in contact with the, the coordinator or the assistant coordinator or whoever might be available at the time to right. look at the email and they can guide you a little further on when their next event is going to be and all that, all that fun jazz and how to get in contact with, uh, with people personally rather right. than just through the email. Right. So Facebook is S W L A. Heroes on the Water. Yes. And that is the uh, the page that you go to for that. If if you know of anybody that fits the criteria of that, send them a link to it if you're on Facebook. Um, if I'm going to be doing Instagram or the media thing, we'll get an Instagram account going as well and, and pa partner them together when you share one, both of them get it. Yeah. So um, probably be the same name too. Well, that Go, go on Heroes on the Water and uh, like it, follow it, and uh, we'll get you more information, and I'll make announcements on this as yeah. time goes. So through uh through the website, you can donate to the uh, to the national organization. If you right. want to find the specific chapter in your area that you want to donate to, uh, you can look them up through their Facebook page. After you find out what the the name of the chapter is, you can pull up their uh their Facebook page, and they have a donate button. Uh, okay, so you and, donate to the exact, and you can chapter. donate to the exact chapter. Yeah. Uh, so another thing is, uh, you know, a lot of people may have used stuff, right? Yeah. And so they may have life jackets and they may have, uh, kayaks or, you know, maybe paddles. even a canoe or two or yeah. paddles or whatever. Um, if they were wanting to donate those, they can get the tax. They can still get a tax write off this, uh, any donations given to us is tax deductible. Right. Uh, by donating to us, uh, even equipment, we can put down a value of your equipment on this on this tax form. Form, yeah. Uh, all they'd have to do is get in touch with me. I'll be able to get the paperwork for it and get it to them for us to to sign off on all of that. Uh, and they can get to me either by my the Facebook page or they can. 
my personal email, the uh, the chapter email, or even my phone number. It's all on my card. It's all on the Facebook page. Right. I'm not sure about my personal email, but I know the chapter email and my cell phone number is on our Facebook page. Right. So, um, in case you missed what he was saying there, uh, Heroes on the Water itself is a 501c3 tax organization. It is tax free. Not it's a it's a charitable don't uh, organization, organization that if you donate money to, you can uh, just like anything church or any kind of St. Jude or whatever. If you donate money, you can get a tax break for that, which is cool. Uh, but our chapter does not. Each in the each individual chapter does not have. Uh, th- that a separate five hundred one c three. It goes through the uh, the, the national, national organization. organization. Um, and so, if you were willing to volunteer uh, and help, if you wanted to be a part of these, if you want to do, um, if you want to share this to people, if you wanted whatever you want to do to be a part of it, uh, from donations to helping to coordinate. If you know there's a, if if we're doing a, a fish uh, deal and you want to. You might say, hey, I can't, I don't have any equipment and I don't have a lot of money, but hey, next time you guys do it, let me know and I'll bring you a bunch of sandwiches or if you want just whatever it is. Um, we're going to try to get this, like he said, uh, you know, another at least one in March, the end of March, at least yes. something. And you do you do them almost exclusively on Saturdays uh, or some for Sundays? The, or? For the most part, because I do work during the week. Uh, I'm, I'm normally off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Fridays give me the ability to get the equipment together, get it on the trailer, right. you know, make sure I have everything that I need for Sunday morning uh, or Saturday morning. And then Sunday, I'm able to offload everything, get it put back into the storage room. Right. You know, Or maybe go fish by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, whenever you get a chance, you know, like, don't forget that. But the the reason why I kind of want to break it down to just one event a month is because you never know. You might have that one guy that, hey, look, I don't want to be with a bunch of people. I'm kind of a recluse, you know. Right. But I do want to get out there and, and, and be on the water and, you know, maybe just talk with you. Right. Great. If you're, I'm yeah. off these yeah. days. Yeah. And, and the sun don't and, set till 9 and I get off at 5. Let's go do something in the evening. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to be able to help as many people as I can, right? And I'm, I'm in, here with in you, any way that I can, and I want to be a part of that. So because you know, um, a lot of people need help, and it's not just military, and it's not just men. There's a lot of women out there that need it too, mm-hmm. and and so we want to make sure that um, that everybody has an opportunity to be helped doing something that we love to do. And uh, I'm not a great fisher at all. I'm not. I just I enjoy it. I have fun with it. I enjoy being out there. And there's a lot of peace when you're, you know, for me, I like to, uh, I'm a creek guy more than a lake guy. But there's, I was just, went, we went out the other day, just, I found a bridge that I've never been to. And we kind of just stopped. And I was wanting to dig around in the, in the soil and see what kind of bugs was there because fly fishing, that's what you do. And so I just mm-hmm. want to see what was there and, just in, I just stayed there for about ten minutes, and I was like, it, it was, it was peace, you know. There's mm-hmm. like a, uh, if it wasn't for the ringing in my ear that the military gave me, I could, it would have been just dead quiet, you know. So like, I, I completely understand what you, <laughs> you, what you were saying. I deal with it on a daily basis. Yeah, that constant me, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in my right ear and it, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I couldn't imagine. <laughs> no, I couldn't yeah, imagine I've, both. I've, I've definitely got it in both. Uh, but it doesn't one, keep you awake. No. Thank you. Uh, it did for a while though. No, I got used to it. I found out what it was really fast. I just went to sleep. So. Uh, yeah. That Carpenter's Bridge is, you know, growing up in this area. Don't tell people where we're going. <laughs> Not supposed to give the honey holes out anyway. Uh, well, it's more of a swimming hole than it is a fishing hole. Well, uh, the water's really shallow right there. You can almost see through it in Louisiana. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's what that. Yeah, that's something I want to do. And like he was saying, if if there, if you don't want to be a part of the group, still, you know, uh, what would be great is if we have an email list. And we have contact information where we can send out a, a group email or a group text of what the, each each event would be when we when it's scheduled. We, well, we know I, there's an event. I, I do make a post to uh to Facebook when the event is, where the event is, uh, what time we're we're wanting to launch, right, and, and all that fun jazz. Um, and sometimes, like you said the other day, sometimes those events require an overnight stay somewhere. Yes. And if that's and it, the case, then Heroes in the Water covers... Covers the cost of lodging as well. Uh, and just because we're having an overnight event doesn't mean that you can't show up just for one day. Right. You know, yeah. it, if you can only do one day, then fine. Come out on one day. I'll, I'll have the whole itinerary set up on what we're going to do, when we're going to do it. And whatever works for you, if you can work something in that on that event, you know, come on out. So I, I won't, I won't turn anybody away. I plan on lobbying and pushing really hard for an Atchafalaya trip, a swamp trip. Okay. I can, uh, I so, can definitely get in touch with Shane with the Lafayette chapter and, uh, you know, get, get a big group of guys together. Right. Cause I mean, it's the swamp. You're going to want to go in, 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 uh, in groups. Right. Let's do it. I just <laughs> have a battle buddy. <laughs> for real. And, uh, and so, um, if if you have a specific style of fishing and you're not into bass or you're not into this or that, but you still want to be a part of it, just bear with the, the organization. We'll do your style, you know, because if everybody that's in the group hates to go red fishing, then never go red fishing. Well, but if everybody wants to go red fishing, then red fish will be on the menu, you know, like it'll be on oh, the yeah. itinerary. But it w it's flexible to what the needs of the people we are trying to help. Yeah. So, uh, and I say we because now I'm part of it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm excited about that. I'll just throw this out there. I have asked you to be our media, media coordinator, and you have accepted. And I am <laughs> greatly excited and thankful for your your help right. with all this. Uh, yes, do it, man. It, it'll it'll definitely be a different change of pace for me to go. Just having one less thing on my plate right. to worry about for right now. Right. And I have connections, not very many, but I do. So. I tell you, um, I guess we need to start wrapping this up, but I tell you that in the 10, almost 11 years that I've lived in Louisiana, I never really did a lot of fishing until very recently. And I find myself being drawn to the fly, uh, fly fishing. And there's a lot of good fly fishing, uh, redfish, a lot of bass fish, a lot of brim fish. There's a lot of stuff. So if you, no matter what type of fishing you're into, we want to help. We want to be a part of it. And you may teach somebody something they've never done. You may be there for support of somebody. Uh, don't think that your struggle is your struggle only. The Bible does talk about that no man 
that nothing is coming on to you that's not common to men, which means everybody, you're not the only one going through what you're going through. And there's other people there that can help you. And there's people, like you said earlier, the coordinator needed help. So just because you're up there and you're pushing and you're and coordinating don't mean that, that they don't need help as well. So um, you got anything to say before we close it out? Uh, I'm just, I'm glad for the opportunity to be able to come here and, uh, and share about heroes on the water and what we do and our, our, our mission. Right. Uh, who knows? We might spin off our own podcast with it. Maybe. <laughs> Talk about might, might be doing interviews from all around the country with yeah, all of get, the, especially when you chapters. start getting the good veterans in here, some good veteran stories and stuff like that. You never know, man. The, it's it, this thing can turn into anything. So, um, I want to say thanks again to the Tackle Box for sponsoring this episode. Very much so. And uh, you guys are good. Uh, 11, 1125 East 1st Street. If you are looking for some tackle in your uh, in Ritter, uh check out the local places. Oh, before you go to the means. Before you go to the box stores, uh, they ha- <coughs> honestly, if you need it, they probably have it. And, and if they don't have it, I'm sure they can get they it. They can get it for you. And so, you know, when in doubt, go there first before you go to Amazon or you drive all the way late, Charles. So um, especially um, especially if it's the morning of the trip. So because Amazon ain't going to deliver between now and the time you leave. So so give them a try and uh, give them a shot. Tell, tell them that you heard about them here on the, the Derrida podcast. So, uh, Eli, thank you very much for for being a part of this. I greatly appreciate what you do. And I'm glad that you, I'm glad that people do this. I'm glad that I found out about it and now I'm glad to be a part of it. And, and uh, hopefully and I can I'm help. glad that you gave me a microphone to let people know right. about it a little bit easier. Yeah, let's do it. So remember donations are tax deductible and they're highly accepted and appreciated. And so know that those very things, much so. uh, we're, none of that goes in our pockets. Everything goes to, uh, Everything goes to the veterans, veterans, right. veterans, and and first responders. First responders. So, uh, thank you very much. Thanks to everybody for tuning in today. Uh, as uh, as we say every every day, and uh, we appreciate I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in and sharing. And I hope y'all have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. And uh, I will say that I'm I would love to do one of these every week, but I just don't have the ability and the time. I have somebody that's trying to hop in and help. Uh, but he's having to finish school, so I'm waiting on him to finish. And then by then, who knows what this will turn into, what this will be. Um, but I really appreciate you guys um, uh, helping out and, and going to the sponsors and uh, and letting them all know that we're that that uh, you heard about them here. And uh, thank you very much. Y'all be blessed and have a wonderful day.